Hi, I'm Terry. And I'm Ali. Open water swim coaches and sea lovers based in North Devon. Join us while we aim to entertain, motivate and inspire you to step into the water and seize your dreams. Welcome to the Coastal Swimcast. Yeah. Oh, hi, hi. Oh, hi, hi. How are you? I am knackered. <laughs> so you've gone from a couple of jobs to then getting lots and lots of jobs again. Yeah, yeah. I went, busy day. Oh. Tuesdays are a busy day, eh? Yeah, Tuesdays are a busy day, but I, I decided to cram my morning um, with as much as apparently I possibly could. I yeah, I quit one job to focus on another job, and uh, then I just don't know. But I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Terry? Hey, I'm I'm really good. I'm. Uh, we had a fun week last week. It was somebody's birthday. It, it was. Yeah, we had a, a lovely time at your murder mystery party. That yes. was that was fun. Really enjoyed I was that. In out of bounds. <laughs> the uh, the uh, U.S. World champion tennis player. <laughs> you look so good. You made. I can't believe you made your costume that day, and it looked great. I voted you best costume, which I thought I know, was great. That was very very nice. Yeah. So I was Mimi Cry, a silent movie star who was uh, over dramatic. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we gave you that part. <laughs> it was good fun though, yeah. and none of us got the murderer. I can't believe not one of us got the murderer right. No. No, I lost the plot halfway through. I had no idea what was going on. Same. But it was great fun, really good fun. So, um, yeah, that was... Uh, it was really, really good to be 29. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was just speechless for a second then. Yes. Yes. 29. Going to be a friend yeah, and 29. say yes, 29. Well 29. Done. Well done. You look good on it, babes. Thanks. <laughs> so podcast this week for discussion we just thought we would discuss um, some open water swim tips to get you ready for the open water season yes yeah because so oh go on a successful summer swimmer starts in the winter nice yeah and that is so true it is yeah. true we've yeah. had we've had um lots of people continuing to train with us in the pools and stuff but um just to go over the benefits of um open water swimming so we i think we've discussed this many a time but i'm not sure we have particularly on the podcast mm -hmm. so um there's been proven benefits to mental health. Yes. We all know mental health and well-being. Um, it, it can help to improve your sleep, your circulation. It can increase your metabolism. It can boost your immune, syst immune system. <laughs> immune system. <laughs> it can boost your immune system. And it also eases uh, menopause and menstrual symptoms, which is an article that's come out this week. Ooh. And this particular article, I feel like I've been sent... Probably about 10 times. <laughs> I wonder why. I know, I know. I'm the biggest... Being the 34-year-old, uh, <laughs> you are. Oh, you're 34? No, you're 34. Oh, I'm 34, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so being a very menopausal woman, um, I think without sea swimming, I think I'd have found the whole process tougher, for sure. It's it's definitely really helped me with my mental well-being through the menopause Um as well as uh, anxiety. I get a lot of um, 
which is something that's happened to me a bit later in life. I don't think I've ever suffered with anxiety in my life until I started the menopause. And I'd wake up throughout the night and in the morning with that sort of knot in my tummy and not realise why. And uh, one of the ways that it goes, that I get rid of it, is sea swimming or going to the gym and lifting weights. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm a real big advocate for um, easing menopause symptoms, but also menstrual symptoms. Yep. What's, yep. Your, what's your take on that? Uh, it, yeah, I find that it does do that. I, you know me, on the first day of my period, oh, I'm in absolute agony. I'm, I'm pretty much crippled. I'd and say. very moody. Oh, that is not true. <laughs> Shut up, Terry. I can just always tell. Yeah, whenever I go, oh, yeah, I think I'm due on. Terry's like, oh, really? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, are you sure? Um, Actually, yeah, you're good though. It's, it's literally not even a day sometimes. Yeah, it is literally. It, it is literally just that first release. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suffer really badly, um, and it, it it messes with my body. It messes with my mood as well. I get I get you know I suffer with anxiety anyway, um, but I'd say my anxiety gets worse around yeah. just before. And it's definitely one of those things that I'm like, no, I don't want to go in, don't want to go in. And as soon as I'm in, I'm like, ah, feel I great. feel alive. Feel great. See, that that just goes to show, I mean, for me, it's menopause, which is hormones. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm well in, I'm past perimenopause, I'm well into menopause now. And for you, it's around your menstrual cycle. So like hormones, ma'am, mm -hmm. you know, so anybody out there that might be suffering, get yourself in the sea and any men listening, Get your wives or girlfriends into the sea. sea. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It definitely helps. I promise you. My husband, I feel like can like Neil will proper march me down to the sea and be like, like get in the sea. Woman. Talk, talk to me after you've been in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So obviously that's the benefits of open open water swimming and why a lot of us keep ourselves ready and um, fit enough and um, knowledgeable enough to get straight back in when it warms up again. Obviously we are swimming at the minute, but we're, we can't, we just have to do limited distances and time in the sea Yeah. because of the water temperature. Did you know it's coldest in March? <laughs> <laughs> so there's, a, there's a, a swimming group, isn't it, in Brighton? Yeah, it was That brilliant. have made an absolutely brilliant um, reel uh, and using, what song is it they've ripped off? Uh, it's a song, but they've written their own ri uh, words to it, and it's called Dry Robe or something, isn't it? But yeah, part of the it's line a, is yeah, it's a like a open water swimmers song parody, basically. Yeah, and, oh, it's amazing. It's yeah, fun. It's, it's got fun. all of it. If you're someone who knows someone who does open water swimming, I'm pretty sure you know that they do it because they tell they you. Talk, they tell you all the time. So basically, it's a, it's a a play on that and you know they're saying oh yeah yeah did you know that it's coldest in March yeah yeah <laughs> oh I've got but my yeah, dry road yeah, yeah, yeah I, I swim, swim all year, year by the way <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant do check it out we'll put a link in the description so just to talk about so we wanted to mention the main differences between the pool and what what the difference is between swimming in the pool and swimming in open water so I made a few notes here and I've obviously put, or I haven't obviously, so I have put, um, you've got lacquer walls to push off, which actually when I, because I'm, so, as we know, I'm someone that's gone from the sea to the pool. 
So I didn't use the walls at all when I first started swimming. And I find a lot of our people that come and swim with us that um, don't swim in the pool regularly or haven't done in the past uh, are exactly the same. They find it really hard to push off the wall. But now I, I utilize those yep. walls. But yeah, you don't have the walls to push off. Which if you're someone who's come from the pool and you want to go into the sea, that is a really, really big thing because you don't realize the power and the amount of break you get just by touching the wall, turning and then pushing. And so we find that pool swimmers who go into the sea struggle actually swimming the same distance that they do in the pool because in the sea it is non-stop. You don't have that extra five meters of push on every length. Absolutely. So it is something to kind of consider when practicing in the pool. I mean, we all have a good push off, but I mean, I do now, and oh, I, I encourage everybody yeah. to push off the wall. <laughs> yeah. uh, another big thing is not having the lanes for direction. So, like, you've got the lanes, but you also have tile markers on the bottom of the pool, which keeps you going in a straight line. Um, and then, obviously, conditions of the water. Yeah. Or, or very different things from pool to open water. So, uh, yeah, what about you? So, I had uh, the closeness of other swimmers. Oh, yeah. Because I think it's something, again, to consider. If you're used to going to the pool, whether it's just an open to the public one with, you know, with people splashing around, jumping in all over the place, or you're in lane swimming, usually there's quite a few people around you. And it's not until you take yourself out of that quite close environment and put yourself in somewhere like the sea, where actually suddenly you go, oh, gosh, this is vast and you find that people don't stick really close to each other. Yeah. So suddenly you can feel quite on your own and, and quite isolated. So in connection to that, I've put control and panic. So being aware of how you respond to something when you're slightly wary of something, because it's happened on several occasions, we've been coaching and we've been on you know guided swims and people are, feel really confident, they're happy, they're confident swimmers, they're strong swimmers, and then they go out or they go a little bit further than they normally do and then they suddenly have a moment. You can see it in their eyes, can't you? Yeah. There's this little moment where they start to panic. And yeah, if you're not prepared for that or know how to deal with that yourself, then that's when potentially you could get yourself in a little bit of trouble. Mm. So just kind of knowing what to do in that situation, so stopping, getting your breath and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah people around you is a very yeah didn't think of that yeah so it's one to consider mm. any others uh, i had temperature and knowledge yeah cool okay some things to work on then to get you from the pool back into the sea yep biggest thing oh what are you putting Ooh. your hands yeah i was I, I, i'm curious to know what, what's your biggest thing then what do you think is the most important thing oh the most important thing what is in knowing what to do in open water i mean are we talking safety because the biggest thing and i always say it when we do our introductions and our sea knowledge and practice sessions i always say the biggest thing the main thing you need to know what is going on is what is going on with the tides yeah that's what i said i i've put my my biggest thing if you're transitioning from pool to open water yeah is knowledge of the area 
if it's tidal, what the tide's doing, the location, where are you swimming and the conditions and how the water moves. That's sure. the biggest thing because the last thing that you want to do is get in it and then go, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, Which, um, like all, all of the safety things, um, you, you definitely need to tick tick those boxes which just saying there are uh local swim coaching uh coaches around nearby who can help <laughs> you with that but there are also other um other fantastic groups and things like that that you can contact um, and different companies doing similar things so do reach out that's a big thing make sure you do reach out to those people and ask for help but if you're in north devon come if you're us. in north devon come to coastal swim coaching <laughs> So if we stay with the safety tips then, so I've also put never swim alone mm. in open water. Um, keep within your fitness capabilities. Yeah, um, good one. Yeah, yeah, because Aren't just what I'm doing know. or what you're doing isn't what you can do necessarily. So it's more it's more prevalent in open water than it is in the pool. So then I would say to add to that, learn your, your, swim, your, your swim capabilities yeah totally. so a lot of people we see one or the other don't we we either see people completely overestimate or completely underestimate yeah um so yeah knowing your capabilities yeah sure one. uh and then i put what we said be aware of what the weather and water conditions are and also tides yeah for safety they're the main sort of safety things but yeah some some things to work on though to be able to swim in open water i've put sighting yep. uh which is a big thing because in the pool you don't need to sight at all no um so you have to learn how to sight which can be very tricky i mean we've taught quite a few people and trying to get them to sight and swim at the same time <laughs> yes can, can be a bit tricky but it's, it's something to work on but it's definitely something that is uh, achievable and you can work on it in the pool Yes. You, you, you know, you can, you can be doing it now, ready to get into the sea. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down, know how to tread water properly, because when you need to rest, you're in the sea. Mm -hmm. So most of the time you need to make sure you can calmly tread water to give yourself that breathing space. Um, know how to bilateral breathe. Yep. And bilateral breathing, for those that don't know, is being able to breathe both sides when you take your breath during front crawl. Obviously very different if you're a breaststroker, but if you're a front crawl swimmer, um, ideally you need to know how to bilateral breathe because if you've got some waves coming at you from the direction that uh, you don't normally breathe, sorry, you do normally breathe, <laughs> you need to breathe in the opposite direction. So. Yeah. Yeah, we always teach bilateral breathing, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, I also put down turning. Obviously, like we said, in the sea, in the pool, you're used to touching the wall, yeah. pushing your legs off, giving yourself a, a good opportunity to turn. You don't have that in the sea. And as you said as well, you get that few seconds of yeah. uh, rest, which you definitely don't get in the sea. Yep. Um, I would um, say on my list, you've said a lot of them, um, I'm sorry. You're, it's fine. Uh, the first one I would say is plan. Yeah, good. Have a plan of where you're going to swim to or whereabouts you're going to swim. Uh, don't get lulled into that, oh, what's that round that corner? Oh, let's go there. Because that could lead you into whole worlds. Like, not saying you can't go around the corner, but just plan and prepare to go around the corner. Um, and then my other one is um, equipment. Don't buy equipment and then use it for the first time in the sea. Yeah, good. So if you buy a new pair of goggles, 
use them first in the pool, please. Oh, gosh, we have this a lot, don't yeah. we? Yeah, um, or you've never tried a swim hat before, or you've never worn neoprene before. Never used a you, toe float. Never used a toe float, and you want to go on a longer swim. Yeah. It, it's just not a good idea. Have a, have a session where you can find your feet, you know, find your fins. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, yeah, just to learn about the equipment that you're using. So, like, you know, snorkels are a great one. People buy snorkels and then they don't try them and then they go in and then they have no idea how to use them or how to demist them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool, that's a good say. one. Um, I, I also wrote down, especially if you're a pool swimmer, and we've said this a lot, that pool swimmers get from one end of the pool to the other end of the pool as quick as they can most of the time mm -hmm. and the speed in which they're swimming at in the pool if they try and put that into the sea mm -hmm. because they don't have the wall touch and turn um can throw people off completely yeah. so um i've just written down is that there's you you need to slow you need to change your stroke down um yeah. so slow and strong stroke rather than fast and yeah you know fast fast yeah. open water is much more about endurance rather than i mean obviously there is a speed element to it particularly yeah. if you're competing yeah but yeah it's more about endurance and stamina and yeah. long distance rather than yeah i need to get from a to b as quickly as i as i possibly can because yeah. usually there's nice things to look at on the way so you'll oh, want really to to take a look as you go so definitely yeah i put focus on using core strength rather than speed yeah so yeah that's good, good. so talking about kit mm. i think I thought it would be good if we said our top five items. Oh, gosh. Okay. Top five items. Top five items to use for open water specifically. Some items that you just think it makes such a big difference to your swim and the whole experience, meaning from when you arrive to you walk back through your door at home. So number five, what did you put? Flip-flops. <laughs> I put floor mat. <laughs> makes sense it does why why are flip-flops and a floor mat important uh because when you get out of the water particularly when it's colder did you know it's coldest in march coldest in march did you know um walking on stones concrete back up to where we get changed by the time your your feet are freezing they are so and it's, it's the so worst. nice it's that, sorry so <laughs> it's so nice to, yes, not, it hurts. I was just going to say, I find it so painful. Yeah. And also, um, I hate getting grit and stuff on my feet. Yeah. And it just, make, it just makes getting changed so much easier. How many times have we seen our flip-flops floating in the sea? Yeah, several. I, lo I did lose my pair, didn't I? I've lost a pair as well. Deary me. So yeah, floor mat just for when you're getting changed to stand on because standing, because we're very fortunate that we don't have a sandy, majority of the time, our local beach is not a sandy beach. Uh, it's more of a shingly beach, but then we've got the arches on the promenade, mm -hmm. which is covered, which we all use to get changed in, but you're stood on concrete and uh, yeah, your feet get frozen. So I always have a floor mat. Yeah. Okay. What did you have as number four? Um, number four, I had dry robe. That's so funny. Other robes can be purchased, by the way. A dry robe isn't <laughs> the only... Well, I feel like you should just say robe because you robe. don't even use a dry robe. No. Not even, yeah, not even a robe. A big warm coat. <laughs> just something. Well, the big robes 
are very handy. Yeah. And they all are very similar to the original, which is obviously dry robe. Um, I would... I, so I put a toweling robe because you know how I, I oh, love... Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I'm, I can do without a towel robe. Yeah, see, I like to wear, you know, put it over me and I get changed and do everything under that more yeah. than I do my my robe for yeah, my I coat mean, robe. I mean, I'm a little bit... The more, the longer I've done the open water s- swimming, um, the more I'm just like, if You're someone grabs free a... free as a bird. If someone grabs a peak, then well done. That's what I say. You know, I don't obviously just strip... <laughs> But, you know, I'm not going to make a... When I'm that cold, I'm not going to make a huge, huge effort to cover my crack. I'm sorry. So if you see it, well done. I mean, I swear I've seen your crack (laughs) and boobs more than I've seen my own. (laughs) Um, But also, um, question for people. Love people to respond to this. And I would like to do a poll and find out a percentage. How many people actually use their changing robe or a dry robe or whatever to actually change under not many how many people yeah people don't no the only thing that i do do (laughs) is um if i really can't be bothered to attempt to keep the towel up i literally just put the robe over the top of me and then go into a corner and then just strip yeah so they're good for that yeah but the whole that's that's i think everybody when they first get one tries to change tries to do it and then they go this isn't working which is why i prefer a towel rope to to change with for sure that's cool so number three right what did you put for number three i put toe float i put toe float Ah. (laughs) (laughs) so toe floats are the bright uh the bright little floats that uh you see a lot of swimmers in the sea uh have tied around their waist and then it is floating behind them as they're swimming yep used for visibility to be seen oh it's, they, not, it's not a life-saving device no it's not a life-saving <laughs> device i mean don't get me wrong they make a lovely little pillow and when you want a little rest you can just lay and float but no they are we it, we must we must hammer in that they are not safety devices they're not designed to keep you afloat yeah. they are meant to make you visible so while you're swimming so where we swim we swim in a bay and often we go out of the bay and round to the next bay so if there's any boats kayaks ships anything that's out there they can see us moving and it's so so important because i cannot tell you um Gemma put an amazing photo on her Instagram, didn't she? With Lundy diving, saying, can you see the swimmer? Yeah. Um, And you would be surprised how quickly you disappear. Yeah. So it's so important. Especially if you're in neoprene. You're just just gone. Cool. That's good. What did you have second? Second, I had goggles. Oh, okay. I had a swim hat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think these two are interchangeable, but yeah. What did you have first? Somehow. I had goggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, it would always be, I can swim without a swim hat, but I can't swim without goggles. And But for me, you know how I like to look yeah. in the sea, how I like to dive under and do stuff. Do you like I, to do that, Terry? I do like to do yeah. that. And if I don't have my goggles, I'm so cross with myself. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um. But I would definitely, I'd definitely say I'm such a huge advocate for swim hats, and I remember introducing you to it. Yeah. And um, and there was the la- there was the lady at the surf lifesaving the other day. Yeah. And we gave her, and she's got 
lots of thick hair and she came to swim coaching and then we gave her a hat uh, she bought a hat from us but then she tried it and I was like has it changed the world and she went oh my god it's so the much difference. lighter I can actually move through the water and now when I swim with my hair down or without a hat on it feels like I'm literally being dragged backwards I mean that's how I used to feel but I just used to put up with it yeah oh it's horrible and like fringe going in my eyes mind and... you I do like I do like it when my hair gets really salty in the summer it's great yeah there's a time and a place for it, isn't there? But yeah. if, you're, if you're head down trying to swim, yeah. you, you need your goggles. Oh, sorry, you need your hat. That's cool. There's obviously that list could go on and on and on, but that's obviously what our top five items yeah. are. But maybe another later down the road, we will do more on yeah. um, some essentials that we find for winter swimming and then summer swimming yeah so uh, again leave us a comment or send us a message hit us up on our socials tell us what your essentials yeah, are. yeah tell us your top five essentials oh that would be great that would be really if good if we could have at least three people doing this we'd be so so happy we'll give you a shout out so some feedback on last week's episode mm-hmm. um our lovely christine i think it was your question where you asked um what did you ask percentage of people that can't swim a full length in a pool yeah a percentage of adults percentage of adults and i think the answer was 31 31 and she said before she heard the answer she said 27 percent so out of the three of us christine's got one point okay she's such Ugh. she's such a fof have a <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna leave that there because i think christine will know what that means Um, Laura, lovely Laura, messaged and said that um, if she'd been in the pool and somebody had tapped her feet, she would have had an absolute heart attack. So she was really thankful that we'd we'd mentioned that because she now knows if somebody taps her feet, it's perfectly normal. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, Yeah, so that's good. So um, fantastic. Cool. So moving on to... Tell it to the sea. So our questions. Yes. Right, who's going first? Whose turn is it first? My turn first. Your turn first, okay. Okay. The longest non-stop open water swim by an uh, an individual was by Martin Strell from Slovenia, who swam a certain distance in July 2001. I'm not going to say dates either because I don't want to give anything away. How far did he swim? I think he swam, mm, I'm going to say 60 miles. No. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> You're way off. Oh. Okay, if I said that he swam for 84 hours. What? And 10 minutes, how far now would you say that he swam? Oh my gosh, 200? 313 miles. 313 miles? Yeah, which is 504.5 kilometres. And how long did he swim non-stop for? 84 hours. That's like four days, isn't it? Yeah. Good Lord. Okay. That's according to the Guinness World Record. Wow, that must be right. Right, Ali. Okay, your question is... I'm determined to get this right, by the way. Mm, Okay. How many calories oh. <laughs> in percentages mm-hmm. oh, okay. do we burn when swimming compared to jogging? So what percentage more 
do we burn swimming than if we went for a jog? Do we burn more? We d- I, did you not know this? No. Oh, I 100% knew that. I would have assumed that you... Uh, I feel like you've got to really, really work, though, to burn that, that kind of... So, like I explained to somebody earlier, if you go up and down the pool at a lovely little uh, poodle pace, you are not going to be burning and working very hard. However, yeah, so this is a paced swim. This is a workout, like going for a run is a workout. Same amount of time? Same amount of time. Yeah, it's, it's over an hour. Oh, oh, okay, over one hour. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to do one hour. Oh, that's why I don't burn that much because I don't jog for an hour. Okay. <laughs> um, ooh, okay. Um, percentage <clears throat> more. 62%. <gasps> Sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> I got really excited. We, I mean, that's pushing it some. It's that, yeah, you burn 30% more calories oh, over an hour. Do you know what? Hour. I was going to say 35. Why do you I genuinely think... thought you would have got that one, to I be fair. Really, I should really... Last week, I was like, 1912, 1912. Next week, go with your gut instinct. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so that's cool. So again, we're both learning. So for anybody that... Um, wants to know, you know, get in swimming rather than pounding those pavements and hurting your knees. Yeah, ruining your (laughs) knees. If you work just as hard swimming, you will burn more calories. Or if you like running, which I would put you in the oddball category. Yeah. (laughs) But I appreciate some people really, really like it. Um, Do swimming as As well. As well. Yeah, like our lovely Alison. Yeah. Well, well done. That was good. So, yes, um, hit us up on our socials. um, Send us any messages about the episode or any previous episodes that we can um, use to, you know, we will read out questions or any feedback or comments that anybody has. Um, Leave a review as well. You can leave leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, Give us a like on Spotify. Do favourite us as well, so then it alerts you as to when your next, when the next episode is available. You know, you'll you'll all get that little notification every Wednesday. (laughs) And if you've got any questions or any topics you'd like us to talk about, do send them in. Do let us know, um, and then we can, you know, we can help you guys learn more, and we can learn more as well as we go. Cool. Okay. Fabulous. Well done, Ali. Don't forget to always seize your dreams. Bye. Bye.